0: This is Biz. I'm a stay at home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, it's Teen Week. We make the same ridiculous predictions about how we'll deal with teens that we did before we had babies. Plus, we get advice on talking to teens about the awkward stuff with one of our favorite guests, Dr. Jennifer Weider. Woo! Ooh, teen week! Teen week. I'm so fucking excited. I'm kind of frightened. It is terrifying. It's really kind of scary. L- Let's just not have teens. Okay. <laughs> Good! That's a decision Can we, we can not make.
1: have toddlers either?
0: Can oh. we just go from, like,
1: cute little babies... To, to like I on guess that. like seven people like seven year olds a lot. Yeah, that's what I hear. So we'll go to seven, <laughs> then we'll just skip on ahead to like
0: best friends. Now that we're all adults, yes, perfect. Okay, great. So I'm gonna take that as a cue to ask you how your week is. <laughs> how, how are you?
1: Um, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I um I did a good job uh, <laughs> leaving the house at hey. one point. Um over this past weekend, um I was. We kind of, like, we've, we've found that, like, if we spend the whole day just as a family, like, all four of us the entire day, uh-huh. it kind of just makes everybody feel crazy. Ah, And family. so it's a little, I know, <laughs> it's a little bit better if we break it up a little bit and, like, right. Jesse gets a chance to go do something, I get a chance to go do something, or, like, we each take one kid and go do right. something, you know, and just sort of break up the day a little bit. Yeah. Um, roommates. Right, roommates. Um, But you know, and we'll like have meals together or whatever. But um, but what always happens is like Jesse ends up taking a break, and then like later in the day, I kind of like wuss out and like half-ass it and take a kid with me while I go do something. Right, or I just just gets run over, or I just don't leave, or whatever. Something, or it's like ends up being bullshit. Like, oh, I just went and took a shower. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so this past weekend, I really made a concerted effort to, like, no, you're going to, like, go do a thing. You're going to, like, leave the house, leave everybody behind. You're not even (laughs) taking a dog with you. Sometimes I'll do that. Uh, I'll take dogs to do something that, whatever, stupid. Idiots. (laughs) Um, And so it was great because it was the Super Bowl. I went to Ikea, which is an awesome time to go to Ikea because people are watching the Super Bowl. And I tried to get myself, again, in the mind frame of like, because this is really hard for me. Like, I'm embarrassed to say, but, like, Oscar's doing, like, the separation anxiety thing. It's, like, really hard for me to leave him and, like, walk away and say goodbye and, like, leave everyone there. And I just did the Tried to, like, channel the thing that I did with the spa day a few weeks ago, which was, like, <laughs> this is just a thing I plan to do, and I'm just going to follow through and right. do it. And I'm not going to, like, think about it too much or, like, make some big deal about how badly I need this time, and it will be good for them and good right. for me and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, no, I'm just going to do this thing, and then I'll be back. And I did that, and it and it, it worked. It was fine. Yeah, it's,
0: it's still a little bit of a letdown versus, saying oh, the totally. spa. Oh, like, totally. I mean, like, we tried to compare the two. But I think—I'm I, I, not sure we can be successful ever in our life comparing the, like, yeah, I just want to go let myself do this thing yeah. and not, like, have to rush home or, like, right. rush myself, totally. even if it's some bullshit thing like going to Ikea. Right. Totally. Right? Yep. Um, but the spa seems more valid. Okay. Right? A little? Yeah.
1: But, I mean, for me, it's all the same. same. Where I have to, right. like, make this decision to, like, not cling to my children. Children you all know? the time.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Well, I
1: did it, so.
0: Well, that's good. But here, that's a quick question. I'm going to ask you a question about that. So when you come home from this thing, Mm -hmm. whatever this thing is that you've gone to do, whether it be Ikea or the spa or whatever, and your partner Mm -hmm. is there with the kids, which do you find, which do you prefer Mm -hmm. or find worse? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... When you walk in and they're like, "Man, that was really hard," right? Oh, or they're uh, like, "Oh, my back hurts," or "Oh, yeah. it was really hard," or oh, I'm "Wow, kind of tired, I'm or... really tired." Yeah. Okay, because for me, when they say it's hard, you know, part of me's like, "Oh, good," mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, it's not oh good. It's like I mean, it turns into something ugly. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, of course it's hard. Yeah, you know, what do you think my life is like, right? Yeah. Or. They, like, seem to be having a great time. They're like, we had the best time together. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really fun. And he just played on his own. And the other one, like, learned how to read or, like, whatever it is. It's, like, this really fun time, which I will also turn into, why can't I have fun with my kid? Like, I, mm-hmm. neither one seems to be – I don't seem to enjoy either experience. Mm-hmm. When my partner tries to say – which puts my, you know, yeah. and like, we'll just say Stephen in a horrible position – to say anything about the time he spent with the kids like do you do you yeah I think
1: um I a little bit yeah it's really hard like I want but like I want both because I I want to know that they were okay and they did well because I want to know that I can do that sometimes and not have to worry about it but like yeah if they're doing so great it's kind of like Well, what am I doing wrong? Like, there must be something you're missing that you're not appreciating that I do that makes it hard for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, right. But I think also, I'm. I'm usually, this is so embarrassing, but, like, I'm so, like, <laughs> relieved to be back with them that, like, I'm that's kind right. of just happy no matter what. Like, I'm kind of just like, oh, I did it. And, like, I get to be with my
0: babies again. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like, I, it's just, it's. No, it's not embarrassing. It's a little Stockholm. Don't worry about it. I know. It
1: is. It's <laughs> stock- It is. But that's why I have to make myself go. No, but, like, man. it's a little bit just like, like. Okay, they're all okay, and we're
0: you know everything's fine. It's all right. Everything's back to its normal. Yeah, I think that's I'm interesting. kind of okay. Yeah, that's interesting. What? How? How do you? So you just no, feel mine's all, both. Yeah, Mine are both. Well. Like I, you're right. I would like either one is. I would wrong. love. I think back to something you said a bazillion episodes ago, uh-huh. where you're, like it's not a competition. Yeah, it's not a competition with yeah. your partner. Yeah, like if they. I had a hard time. Okay. doesn't mean yeah. your time has to be harder. Right. If they had a good time, it doesn't negate whatever good times you have. Yeah. I just can't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm coming off of like like last week was uh-huh. like a total wash for me oh. because I was sick oh. uh, with digestive issues oh i'm so sorry k-bell had like a fever that just wouldn't break Ugh. so she was like for four days so she was home oh tuesday God. through friday with a fever that wouldn't break but boundless energy yeah so there was no it like makes them really mental it's yeah like, like it wasn't like i have a 102 fever and need to rest yeah. it was like i have anywhere between a 99.9 and 102 fever and i'm flipping out so it was, like, super intense. We couldn't leave the house. I mean, like, yeah. again, awash as, yeah. like, a person. Yeah. There was no time to, like, check emails. There was no time to do phone calls. There was no time to leave the house. You could not do anything. It was really wake up, children, cleaning, feeding, cleaning, children, cleaning, yeah. feeding, go to bed. Yeah. That was, like, all my week was. There was, like, Ugh. because, again, just everybody's home. And I will say... I did have this moment about like three days in, like Thursday, I was just like really into it, actually. I I hit some weird place where I just started nailing it. Like I was just like, I actually have this balanced out. I know Ellis isn't going to take a nap in the afternoon. He's just not going to do it anymore. Like I know I'm going to have these kids both awake, both nonstop for really six hours straight at, at some point in the day. We can't go anywhere. We can't do any activities. But we'll, you know, find some stuff to do in the house. And I'm just going to let Katie Bell watch. I just was, like, nailing it. And then I had this, like, moment where I was like, oh, wow, I actually feel really great about the job I'm doing. And then I realized, like, later that night, after everybody's gone to sleep, I'm just, like, too tired to then enjoy it. Like, my my mood goes from, like, nailing it Mm -hmm. to... I'm just so fucking tired. Yeah. And like then I'm like I'm sad because I can't bask in that totally. like high from nailing the parenting I totally thing. get that.
1: And also when at that time of night yeah. when you feel that way, yeah. there is like a depression that hits where you feel like, well, so all I can really do is go to sleep right yeah, now like that's, that's all, I can, all do. I can do and it's so kind of like well, so that was my day. Like and yeah. I'm just going to do it again in the morning. Like right. it's th- I mean, Again, not that you don't love your kids and, ta- and you're yeah. not nailing it, but, like, it's just this feeling of, like, because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. When I get to that point of, like, 4, 5, 6 p.m., and I've, I'm, like, I'm doing it. I'm like, doing the day is, oh, like, finish line. Here yeah. I come. Like, I it's happening. Freaked out at everybody. Yeah. And I feel good about And you about do being it. And then it's, mom. like, your reward is just, like, sleep. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like sleep is amazing. Like sleep it's is not, sleep is in demand for sure,
0: but like it's not me time. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh uh, I would like us this week to not talk about our fucking toddlers. Great. Let's instead fantasize about what life will be like when they become teens. Oh god. <laughs> What kind of a teen were you? Were you a good teen or were you a bad teen? <laughs> um, I
1: would say, like, objectively overall, I was really good. Okay. Like, ridiculously yeah. good. But I did have, like, a few, like, secret drinking parties mm. and, like, a couple, like, towards the end of senior year, you know, like, lied to my parents when I was sleeping over at my boyfriend's house mm. a few times. Yeah. So, like a few little things, yes, yeah. but overall, I mean, I mostly got good grades i like mostly had quote unquote like nice friends right um I didn't like, yeah, I you didn't are, like yeah. total the car or whatever right, right. you know I yeah. just was mostly mostly normal mostly go- mostly pretty good i was like i was like uh whiny and depressed a lot, I think. <sighs>
0: I listened so. to a lot of Cat Stevens.
1: Oh, I was all about
0: Annie DeFranco. <laughs> uh, I was Ani DeFranco so more. Like, generational, because yeah. Ani was like, that was my college, was like oh, okay. the Like It was like yeah. right when she became really huge. I was like a freshman, oh, sophomore okay. in college. Um, and uh, so I was like way more into the like latent leftover mm-hmm. 70s into the so, like, thought, Cat Stevens. Maybe they're right. <laughs> Maybe the are wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I was, I think I was all right. I was a pretty good teen. I did the same thing. Like I skipped... Some school. Mm-hmm. I forged some signatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but I wasn't, I never really, I didn't do any of the drinking. Oh. I never like was into the whole drinking or drug thing. Were you smoking I was kind of a ner- no. Okay. I was I was a pretty big nerd, uh-huh. uh, so a lot of it was like we'll skip and go to the you know the lake with a couple other nerds. You know oh. what I mean? Like, never like you know, I can remember like so going cute. to parties and like seeing yeah. people drink and just being like, not okay, not yeah. drinking. I'm pretty cool, not drinking, guys. Yeah, drugs are stupid." Yeah. And then I, again, then I went to college, right? All <laughs> well, that went right out the window. Right. But but you got to remember. Here's the thing. We didn't have cell phones. No. There was no, like, you had... I had, had a get, pager, though. I didn't, see, I didn't have the pager. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, again, post my yeah. teen years. Yeah. I had a quarter. Right, so yeah. Like, you know, get out. But we had qu- Like, we would use pay phones. Yeah, pay I phones, mean, yeah. people's phones or at people's their phones. houses. Yeah. You know, like, that kind yeah. of thing. But there's... When you're a kid... When our parents let us go yeah. out at night, yeah, with they had friends, no way of like knowing what we were sure. doing. Yeah. to be sure. Yeah, they that's couldn't so call scary. us. They couldn't Fuck. do anything.
1: Yeah, that's so scary. <laughs> right? Just Sometimes like, when just I think of like what I put my even as like a relatively yeah. good kid. What, what I put I, my, I mean, drive. It. I, mean, I
0: drove to. I drove to another, I another I drove to another town one night. I know. Really fast. I know. I, oh yeah, the skipping. Like so, so, they couldn't have even found me. If they needed to find oh, me, God, you know what I mean? Horrible. Like it's a yeah. nightmare. Okay, so here's the next question. All right. We are currently still young enough, yes. as it were. We're we're young moms. We're, we're, we're pretty close to being I'm, I'm... <laughs> super young mom. <laughs> um in relation to our children right. and our age, yeah. uh, we are still close enough to our teen years yeah. uh to, I think right now at this moment be a little more empathetic. Mm-hmm. Do you think by the time our kids are teens, we will still be as empathetic or that we will have just, like, lost our— Because, like, I already feel, like, totally worn down in my mind from my children as they are right now. Yeah. To the point where when they're teens, I'm just going to be like, I don't care. I I will have no memory of what I was. Yeah. so far You know what?
1: I think think that's part of it. But I think—you know what? Even more than that, I think it's, like, not necessarily about the time that's passed since we were teenagers, but by, what we don't know is that I think that by the time our kids are teenagers, like, we are still going to see them as our little kids. Right. And so when we think of ourselves as teenagers, we're, like, very, like— that's sure, how I like, see we myself. Were just, we were teenagers. Like we, we knew what we were doing. We were just idiot teenagers. That's but right. like when we see our kids becoming teenagers, it's going to be horrifying yeah. to. To think, like, you think you're a teenager, but you're just a baby. Like right. you, can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're still a complete idiot. Right. You're not allowed you to do anything. Yeah, we won't see... <laughs> th- like, them, our babies as teenagers will They'll not seem like teenagers.
0: They'll just look like potential death or accident victims. Right. You know? I mean...
1: <laughs> right. I know. All right.
0: So, while we're still cool... Okay. While we're still cool, man. Yeah, we're so cool. We're so cool, guys. Yeah. Think about teens. Think about how you would handle certain teen things. Let's make some of those blanket statements that we made before we had kids. Like, I'm never going to let my kid do this Mm -hmm. and I'm only going to let my kid do this and they're only going to eat this and be like this and they're never going to have this problem Mm -hmm. and it's the other parents' fault. If their kids are like that, it's certainly not ours. Let's do that about teens. Oh, God. Okay? Yes. So what is, like, your biggest, like, what do you think your biggest challenge with, like, how are you going to handle teens?
1: Well, um, because you got two boys. Yeah, I got two boys. I think. Um. Well, okay. Let's talk about. I can tell you what. Like my biggest fear is. Okay, tell also, me your biggest fear. Okay, I'll tell you my biggest fear. My biggest fear is actually that like they're just not gonna talk to me.
0: Right. That's a good one.
1: You know what I mean? And they're like, not. And they're not gonna fucking. They're not talk gonna to fucking me. talk Why to me. Why would you. they talk to me? They yeah. shouldn't probably talk to me. But like the idea of them not talking to me is
0: so devastating they're gonna come home from school and go turn on television or go in their yeah. room and shut the door like whatever tuning yeah. you out device they're gonna have access to yeah. that is what they're going to do i'm gonna need to find something to do during those years oh, like a big time a project like a major major, major have a baby. career change have a baby, i'll
1: probably you? have another baby that'll be great <laughs> that'll be perfect no but i think like on top of that like just dealing with Just dealing with that is going to be hard, which, yeah, I assume will happen. But also, um, on the, like, cool factor thing, I will totally call myself out on this right now. Okay. I definitely think that I'm really cool about, like, drugs (laughs) and sex and drinking. Okay. And I just know that that is all going to go out the window as soon as it happens with my kids. Like, I'm going to totally freak out and not know what to do. Even though right now I'm like... I mean, kids are going to be kids. They need to experiment. They need to, like, figure stuff out as long as they have the facts and as long as they know how to be safe. Like, that
0: is genuinely how I I feel, and I want to go into it with that mentality. But by the time they're there, no, I did joke around about the fact that, yeah, sure, I, I'm cool if my kids smoke weed. Yeah. And I hope they keep their stash in their room because then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and just remove half their stash. Yeah, that's and a And then great close idea. it up so yeah. that when they come in and they're like, Mom, have you been in my room? Like, yeah. why? Are you missing something? Yeah. And just like always take half of whatever it is they're trying to hide that's genius. in the house and just be like, just, you know, like that way they just know. That I know, and yeah. I've just instantly. Well, but like, then it's going to be legal anyway. All <laughs> well, right, but then it's like <laughs> cigarettes, where it's like let us be right. sneaking my my weed sticks.
1: Well, but they're all going to be like vaping it or whatever. <sighs> so.
0: Is it just me, or did, like, drug and sex things get dumber since we were (laughs) teens? They've gotten dumber, yeah. And I'm pretty sure what I just said is the exact same thing that parents a generation ago said. Is it just me, or the music just gets stupid or something? And basically, just talking about teens makes us the lamest people in the world.
1: And we're just going to keep calling them teens.
0: All right. Oh, yeah. When they're teens. I'm like, hey, teens, get out of my yard. What, uh, are you going to snoop? What's their privacy? What's your what's your um, view on teen privacy? See, again, this is one of
1: those, like, am I cool or am I not cool? Right. I do think my kids are entitled to some level of <laughs> privacy. okay. But I think that if I was concerned about something, like, actually harmful happening, like, something... That is if something seemed I, off. Like not just something off. I'm sure things are going to seem off all the fucking time. But like, <laughs> if I'm actually concerned about their health mm-hmm. or their, I don't know, their act. I don't know, like something that seems like either very illegal, very right. dangerous, or some. I don't know that they're like a mental health issue right. or a, you know something or something like that. Then I would probably. I would probably snoop just because I feel like that's my job. I can't just, like, go, well, the, the, it's their private world. It's not my—that's not my business. No, it is my business. Yeah. But I'm not going to just try to be aware of everything that's going on because I know that—
0: Well, you just can't be.
1: Well, you can't, but, I mean, I'm not going to try—like, I'm not—I don't feel that everything that they do or say right. is is up for my—like, that's not—that's all. not—that—I'm not, fine with some things being private. Right. That's my point.
0: I'm going to snoop. <laughs> I'm going to totally snoop. I'm going to go through drawers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at diaries. <laughs> I'm going to smoke some of their weed. So what I'm is... Gonna, I'm going their weed. Their so- computer, no computer... In the yeah, room. no computer
1: in the room, right? No oh, computer yeah. in the room. No computer in the Family room. Family
0: computer. So get ready to enjoy your fucking cyber porn. Yeah. in the den.
1: Yeah, at like 3 a.m. When 3 you're everyone's asleep. But like,
0: surprise, I got up to use so, the bathroom when when I was a teen. When I was a teen, <laughs> girls don't get the stash of like porn mags, right? I'm just yeah. like, as a teenage girl, yeah. you don't go to the store and like buy smutty magazines no. and like keep them under your mattress, right? Uh, when I was a teenager, it was when like, early, my early teen days, mm-hmm. uh, it was just when, like, there was only one cable channel out. And it was, like, mm-hmm. Showtime. Oh, yeah. And my parents had a box. Like, it was this, like, kind of old Dang. school where, like, there was like, literally a box you could put on your thing yeah. and lock it. Yeah. Because at 10 o'clock at night on Showtime, it was just going to be softcore porn, mm-hmm. right? It was just yeah. totally, you know, soft porn. And they kept the key in their dra- I would, at night, go... And, like, break into their room, uh-huh. take the key out. While they're sleeping? It. Yeah. Dang. And, then, and the TV was on the TV's same good. floor as my parents. Oh, my God. And, like, turned on and then, like, no words. Yeah. Listen to the porn. Yeah. We're just ready to change the channel in case they came up. Totally. And like, yeah. We're like, what are you doing? Right. Whatever. Like, we're well, definitely not watching porn. Yeah. Whatever. But like, that was like, I, I don't know if yeah. that's just like universal for girls or whatever. Like, where do girls get their porn? Well,
1: I feel like it was always <laughs> when you're at a friend's house um, or a friend's like grandparents' you house. Bust you're just into their, you bust into their. You your, bust
0: into their dads. You They're bust into their
1: dads. dads yeah. Right. Or, or whoever. Because so everybody. Somebody friends. knows who has Somebody right. knows who has them and where to find them. And you go and you look for them together. <laughs> and you look at them and then you put them all away and you like right. pretend that nothing
0: Everybody's happened. friend's dad right. has a porn stash. Never your, your dad yeah. never, never has your a porn own. stash. <laughs> um, so yeah, I plan on snooping. So can we talk about the porn thing though? Because all right, that yeah, yeah. is like... That's because like I now have, I have a daughter. Right. Lots of conversations I was prepared to have with my daughter. Uh-huh. One of them really not being porn besides yeah. like the general like, eh, this really isn't what women are like. Yeah. This is not, this is a thing. I'm like not anti- some porn. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. anti-anything. Like, I, I would like my daughter to have, like, a healthy view of her body right. and, like, sex is great and, like, right. all that kind of stuff yeah. without crossing that line into having to be an object or you will only be liked if you are—you right. look the certain way. That this right. is, like, what boys want, right? Yeah. But now I have the son and, like, there's going to be—I <laughs> came to the realization. I was like, oh, my God. There's gonna be porn in the house. Yeah. Where's he gonna get his porn? And I'm like totally cool with magazines. Like, <laughs> I, I can't believe I just said it like that. Magazines? Magazines. And I said this to Stefan. I was like, oh my God, Ellis is gonna have a stash of magazines. To which he just, what, dumbfoundedly, was yeah. like, no, he's not. Yeah. He's gonna go on. I was like, what do you mean? He's gonna look at porn online, yeah. and I was like, "There'll be no computers in our house. I don't trust <laughs> cyber porn. That seems like one of those things I where know. you could just link to a link, a, a magazine. Know. Here, I will give him a subscription to Playboy. I you know, know what I mean? Like, because it's just I'm turning sure that's pages. What he, wants.
1: he wants his mom to get him a <laughs> like I said. To the like Playboy I said, I magazine.
0: I'm gonna put. I'm gonna just like insert so myself good. in a so super good. creepy, awkward yeah, way, just, just
1: to make him and, so that he can't enjoy it. Yeah. No way he can enjoy it.
0: Let me know when you wanna sign up for a subscription to porn yeah okay whatever you pick your porno magazine <laughs> and mama will subscribe it also do you need me to buy some new like underpants and socks like just oh like God, really God, weird just totally ruined just, like, my life. Completely. <laughs> hey how are you enjoying your marijuana <laughs> do you want to smoke some weed with your mom right like just like, whatever oh i can do God. so that whenever they're doing it yeah i'm just like right there like always yeah, loving them. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so I don't know. I'm like freaked well, out about are, cyber porn. There are like creepy,
1: fucked up things that can
0: happen online too. Because there's like, always like a pop up ad. I mean, not that yeah. I like It's been a long time since I've looked at cyber porn. All right, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I can remember when the internet was new, and I was yeah. like in college, Yeah. and it was like all you did on the internet was go look at porn yeah. and like try and do it on somebody else's computer so that their inbox would suddenly be inundated yeah. with like porn stuff. Yeah. Um. You guys didn't do that. Uh. Anyway. And chat boards. That's it. But the chat po- boards, chat board is like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. chat rooms, uh, chat rooms, and boards. Okay. Same thing. All right. But you would go look at some porn. Right. Yeah. And then there'd be like a million pop-up ads that had nothing to do with the porn that you wanted to look at. Yeah. It'd be like here is. This something you know. Here's the thing: I I really want to watch, and then here comes something horrible. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) something that's ruining this for me. Well,
1: and of course, the fear is like they're going to become addicted, or they're going to like start using credit cards. Yeah, or they're going to like something. I don't know, like. I feel like it's it, the reason magazines feel so much safer is you're just like, okay, that's you're sick. just looking at naked pictures or right. people having sex. Like, yeah. okay. But yeah, with a computer, it's like, this could go anywhere. It's like it terrifying. Really, it's a rabbit hole. And so I feel like, I think a lot of parents are like, no, no porn until you're out of the house or no porn until you're 16 or no porn until you're 18 or no porn. Right. Like, they have like a rule. And so that, this- How do you I, regulate I'm, that rule? Well, that's the thing. I'm hoping that- We can talk to our guest about this one because I feel like in some sense, like, I feel like I... I, like, need to, like, protect my children right. from this. And so it's, like, my job to be, like, you know what? This is what this is. And, yeah. like, yeah, there can be something really fun about it. But right. also there's, like, all these things about it that are just really gross and <laughs> awful. Right. And that's why you're not allowed to watch it, like, in this house yeah. until such and such or
0: ever or something.
1: But, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not enforceable. I don't
0: know. I don't, yeah, I don't, it, it, it it's really, I think that's just, like, one of those, like, now it's the future. Here's your <sighs> future problem. Right. With all your wearable devices and totally. all your, like, everything. Yeah, Maybe the apocalypse will have happened by then, and everybody will have to go back to just magazines. Totally. Oh, one or peeping only... Toms. Or, be... <laughs> 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 or some, like, porkies <laughs> style, like, this is... I'm making this move in here. It's which really Teresa cute. Can't... It's adorable. But it's me shimmying a ladder down the side of a building (laughs) to stare in on sorority girls, okay? Like, with that noise, (laughs) boom. Anyway, sorry, Uh, I'm a 12-year-old boy. All right, so sex and drugs we've talked about. Uh Well, this leads me to, I think, a good place for us to wrap up question, and that is, do you remember an action that your parents took to teach you something or parental advice they gave you that at the Uh time you were like, Go fuck yourself, old man <laughs> or old lady. Or that you were like, uh, oh. like, did you, mm. were there like, was there like one bit of advice or a couple of pieces of, it, of advice that you're like, oh, that made sense? Or I don't know, something, it doesn't have to be advice, but like, well, yeah, a couple of things jumped to mind. One, one that I like
1: always remember, even though I mean, I just remember my mom telling me, like, about this, like, one important boyfriend that she had in high school and how they stayed friends afterwards. And she was, like, adamant to me at Mm. the time. This was before I started having sex. She said to me, the only reason we were able to stay friends is because we never had sex. Wow. And she was like, as soon as you have sex with somebody, that's over. You know, can I stop
0: you right there on that one? Because I actually recently was thinking about this, like, what is my conversation about sex going to be with the kids Uh a little bit? And it's like... (laughs) I feel like part of that advice is sort of this to both of them, to both uh-huh. my son and my daughter, don't be a jerk, okay? Yeah. Don't be an asshole to yeah. the person that you're that you're with. and don't be crazy. like if it doesn't work <laughs> out, don't be crazy. Yeah. Like, I, like I really genuinely believe if you're gonna have i mean you want to have you want you want to personally have sex and you want your kids. To have sex because they are with somebody that it is, like, this mutual, respectful, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But the sentence, like, the jaded biz yeah. voice also says, like, wants to say, the question you have to ask yourself, even if you are madly, madly in love and mm-hmm. everything is that, is if we have sex, will I be okay tomorrow if that person never calls me again? Yeah. Or will I be devastated? Will I freak out? And, like, yeah. you know, and if you can answer honestly— Okay, uh-huh. I'll I'll be okay. Yeah, then go for it. Yeah, I mean, and it takes a little bit of the fun out of it, but I think it's really more true for your twenties and like right yeah. you're older. But yeah, but I feel like it's it still could, a good uh, yeah. application of like, don't be crazy. Yeah, and don't be an asshole. All right? Was there anything else? That no, your mother... Well,
1: my parents were like really, really intense about like drinking, mm-hmm. like because I guess like you know alcohol alcoholism is uh You know, a common thread that goes back in our family history. (laughs) Um, And I always just remember being so annoyed with them as a Mm, teenager. Right. Because I did not drink very much. Like you, I was kind of scared of it. Yeah. I didn't really, like, I was, like, always afraid, oh, like, if I drink, like, three beers, I'm going to, like, get alcohol poisoning and I'm going to die or something. Like, you hear horror stories and I always believed them. And so I was, like, really... Kind of like a timid, like a yeah. drink, like a few times, in right? High school, oh yeah, 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 and like, like
0: at a party, kind of thing. Totally, One beer and it tastes like shit. Totally, right?
1: And like, but like, if my mom ever like, I a couple, of, like stupid thing, like after prom, I left like the whole bag of recycling from the party that I, like, I, like, told my friend I'll take this and right. dump it and, like, left it in my mom's car, like, when I gave my mom's car back to her because I was tired because we, like, uh-huh. didn't sleep, you know? And, I mean, she totally freaked out because, of course, it looked like she had no, many, no idea how many people had been there. Right. But it
0: looked like just tons and tons of empty bottles right. and... Nice. I can remember an awkward car moment of, like, coming home from, like, some school event. My uh-huh. parents are driving. We've gotten into some sort of disagreement. Yes. So the car is incredibly quiet and thick yeah. with tension, but the radio is on, and on comes <laughs> "Oh, Me So Horny. I don't know if you remember this song. Oh, me so horny. Ah, oh, ah, oh, me so horny, because oh, I was in the 80s. Oh, anyway, God. so, like, on comes this song, and it's just like... Oh, my God fills the car. You can tell, none of us want to say a word. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. not going to say anything. But I finally actually started laughing and I was like, you're just going to have to turn that off. But um, Amazing. The, the advice that sticks out in my head the most besides put a little lipstick on and you'll feel better, baby. Oh. Um, oh. I know. Put a little lipstick on. <laughs> uh, and she uh, was, I was going out the door like, oh, I guess probably like a real day. I was like a junior. We'd moved.
2: Uh-huh. It was a new high
0: school. Uh-huh. Got asked out by, like, the senior. Uh-huh. Like, he's Mr. Everything. Uh-huh. Um, I got asked out. And I was going out on the date. And as I'm like, you know, he's coming up the steps. and like, ringing the doorbell. My mother, like, blurts out. <laughs> Remember, once you kiss, you can never go back to holding hands. Oh, God. And I was just like, uh-huh. what? And, like, like, it just sinks in as I'm, like, walking down the steps to his car. Yeah. Right? And I was just like. Oh, once I have sex, I can never go, go back, back to just to, kiss it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you just all sunk in. Yeah. I was like, wow. And that has actually stuck with me forever. Wow. It was a pretty good one. That is a good it one. It was pretty good one. Aww. Oh, teens. Oh, teens. <sighs>
3: Hi, I'm Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sunny D, producer of Jordan Jesse Go.
1: I'm Lindsay Padlis, producer of Wham Bam Pow.
3: We're the stars of Maximum Fun's first web video series, Brian and Lindsay, We'll Totally Eat That.
1: Someone throws us a snack, we eat it, and then we rate it on a scale from yummy to crummy.
3: We have recorded a pilot, and we're raising funding for the series on Kickstarter until February 20th.
1: And if we receive enough backers, we will receive a huge challenge grant from our friends at Hover.com.
3: Go to MaximumFun.org slash for more info or find us on kickstarter
1: question for you shoot it at me you gonna eat that
3: totally
1: hey you know what it's time for this week's genius and fails this is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours you can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485 that's 206-350-9485
0: Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius, me please. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
1: My baby is now mostly sleeping through the night, but he does get up early. Sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, too early, I would say, yeah, too early for me, sure, um, but he's up, and I go in and get him out of the room, uh so he doesn't wake his older brother, and um, sometimes that makes for a really long day for me, um, especially since yeah. his older brother doesn't go to bed till, till late. like the middle of the night, so what i've what I've taken to doing is, um, in the morning, like because I've been up for so many hours, like, Once the baby goes down for his nap or once we have, like, a time where we're kind of, like, shifting gears, one kid goes off to school or whatever, I just have, like... A do-over of my morning, oh. like almost like pretending that now I'm getting up. So like I make my tea again and I make another breakfast, just like a small, I mean like a second yeah. breakfast basically, but like it basically just like, that's, let's start anew. Like I kind of like yawn and stretch that's and I genius. have some tea and I have some breakfast and here, like let's, let's try, let's, it's called, it's like a morning do-over basically. That's ginger because...
0: Oh, I'm doing the wrong thing, which is that by like nine o'clock in the morning, I'm having lunch. Yeah. And then yeah. I totally screwed up my day. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. The extra okay. breakfast. Good mm-hmm. job. Thank genius. you. Yes. Uh, my genius is, I was just, again, we're knee deep and like needing to get things. I mean, I was home with kids all fucking week. Yeah. Um. So one of the things I've started giving Ellis to play with in the kitchen, I actually posted a picture on this on Twitter, is dry oatmeal. Hmm. I just, Take a bread pan, a couple of spoons and stuff— fill it with some like, you know, dollar box of like oatmeal mm-hmm. and i let him play with it. And yeah, sure, it gets like spread everywhere, but it's uncrunchable. You cannot crush it into a fine powder. So it's oh, not like, yeah. it's not like, you know, a, a cereal or something right. that gets like Cheerios crushed up. Really yeah. It's not like flour which just gets everywhere yeah. or sugar or like yeah. rice. There's something about the oatmeal, it doesn't yeah. roll. It's not because yeah. you get rice, and you know how it just it like It rolls. It rolls, yeah. This just stays Flat and you can only, sweep it up, right? It sweeps up so cleanly yeah. and so easily. And the worst case is your other kid comes along and tracks it into their room, but again, uh-huh. it can't get ground into the carpet, right? You just vacuum that up. Uh-huh. And it was just like you just like, swept it, dumped it back in a pile. He played with some more, swept, and like they could sweep it. It really was, it was like it's, a, it's a, kind of like one of those, like, eh, genius, but. I just in case people were looking for that activity, that thing, yeah. the oatmeal is really the way to go. Store nice. brand oatmeal, you really can use it over and over again unless you got really gross things in your house. <laughs> hey, Teresa
4: and Biz, My son is 15, so any genius moments are coming to you from the parenting vault, but your show <laughs> on keeping memories made me want to share the quote book with you all. Um. We had a little blank book that we won at somebody else's baby shower, and at some point fairly early on, we started just writing down stuff in the quote book. Initially, it was funny things that people said to or about the baby, and then later on, it had his first 50 or 100 words, funny things that he would say. I used to email my husband at work, you know, amusing things that happened while he was gone, (laughs) and... Most recently, um, I think there's even a transcript of a Facebook chat session between (laughs) me and my son. It has always been a really easy thing for us to keep up because we can almost always find a writing utensil, but it's the the thing that I think is maybe genius about it is that it was doable, whereas the Creative Memories scrapbook was decidedly
5: not. (laughs) Thanks. Love the show.
0: I really love that. I love it. I, I like that a lot. There's That's something great. really great about the writing yeah. versus the picture. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I kind of want to do it. It yeah, sounds like awesome. I do too. It must
0: be so fun to go back and I know, look it. right? Yeah. Yeah, good job. Yeah, good I job. really love that. Yeah. Mom from the future. <laughs> Failures. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lay it on me, Teresa.
2: Fail!
1: Fail! You suck. So I've always tried um, not to do this, (laughs) but I did it. Um, I was like in the kitchen. Simon and Oscar were playing in the other, like in the living room, which I just couldn't see them for a second. And, you know, I hear like a thud and I hear Oscar cry. Mm -hmm. And I literally just said, What did you do to him? (laughs) <laughs> oh it just it. came out of my mouth yeah but i fixed it i went over and i had a chat and i whatever uh, you but it wrong. just like came it, out of my it, mouth you horrible happened. mother
0: yeah you, you yeah you're a horrible mother okay well this week i'm not going to talk about how horrible i am to my children <laughs> on monday of last week i'd gone to get Kate. some of you may remember Katie Bell had a rash on her face. Oh, yeah. I got a call from a school nurse during yeah. the middle of recording the show. It was a little stressful. Went trying to get Katie Bell out of school. Turned out to be incredibly stressful. I had to pay for a sitter to be there for like a whole extra like hour and a half at home because she wasn't ready to go. And it turns oh. out it wasn't as big of a deal. Blah, blah, blah. It was oh, like this crazy God. day. Where, and it's right before she's about to get super right. sick for the week. We drive home. Like, I'm actually, like, doing a genius thing, and we're playing one of our favorite songs, like, loud with all the windows open and every you know, which means no one's talking in the car. Yeah. We're just, like, rocking out in the car, having this great time. We get home. Everybody, whatever. The next day, Tuesday, I go to an appointment— And I open up my car door, and I'm like, why are my sunglasses so wet? Well, in California, it was the one day (gasps) that it had rained in a million weeks, and I had left my sunroof open. Oh, my God. I'm surprised there wasn't a fucking raccoon in my car or possum. But, like, I had just... Oh, my God. The car just soaked. It was really sad. It was like one of these things where I'm like, this just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, there you go.
5: We went to my sister's uh, wedding reception, I guess you can call it, over the weekend, and brought our almost three-year-old. At one point in the evening, they brought out a whole bunch of stick-on mustaches, which was fabulous. I figured, oh, why not? Let's put on the uh, two-year-old. So we put one on him. He was having a ball, absolutely loving it, absolutely adorable. Everybody thought he was so cute, and so did he, and that was great, until he got home. No, I don't want to take it off. Okay, fine. I'm not going to fight with you. Put him to bed. Woke up the next morning, and it was stuck on. It was <laughs> impossible to pull off of his face. Oh, my God. I know. We had to end up telling him to blow bubbles in the bathtub to soften it up a little bit because it was so stuck on there. Finally got it off after I wrapped him up in a towel to pin his arms down, and as he's screaming and yelling at me, just <laughs> oh ripped it off. God. Luckily, it didn't take any skin off his face with it, but we learned no more stick-on mustaches. We're going to stick with eyebrow pencil or something like that instead that can be easily washed off. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs>
5: wow. Yeah.
1: Wowie! wow. I just would not have expected that to happen. Usually, you're expecting that it won't stay on. Usually, right. those things like just keep falling off.
0: And then to like, trust me, I've been there with the oh, half. I could just go to sleep yeah. with it. I don't care. Yeah. To have to like bind the child and pin them down to rip it off their face. Horrible. Which, by the way, before I condemn you for being a horrible mother. <laughs> Good fucking job! Yeah, that's a really hard thing right. to have to do. Like yeah. that is like such a mom right. moment of yeah. like I have to do this thing that's going to totally suck yeah. for my kid. Well,
1: and blowing bubbles is that's genius. genius. I
0: know so that's, it
2: up. Yeah. that's a total Very genius smart. thing.
0: That said, you're a horrible you're mother horrible. for whimsical, hilarious mustache novelties. Your child. <laughs> it's your sister's fault. It is. Oh, good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good.
2: You are. The greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a
0: problem I
2: call you on the phone
0: Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. Great. One who can really help us. Oh, thank God. I really enjoy helpful moms. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we (laughs) are having a returning guest, Dr. Jennifer Weider, who is a nationally renowned women's health expert, author, and radio host. Uh, You've seen her on The Today Show, CBS News, Good Day New York, Fox News. She's also one of my favorite things uh, a host on a weekly radio segment on Sirius Satellite XM Radio called Am I Normal for Cosmo, which is great. Uh, And today she's (laughs) going to join us to talk about her latest book. Got teens the doctor mom's guide to sexuality social media and other <laughs> adolescent realities uh, welcome jennifer back to the show thank you so much you guys thanks for having me uh so you know we again we, we've already had you on the show but just for fun uh, tell us who lives in your house uh just as a little way for us to get to to know you again
3: Absolutely. So I am the mom of a 13-year-old girl, um a 10-year-old boy who just turned 10 and my little one who just turned 4. Oh my oh. We've a busy household. <laughs> yeah. you do. And I'm straddling all different worlds here. So it's 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 a bit surreal for me to be honest. I have yeah. a tween that just became a teen and a toddler and one in yeah. between. So Oh my gosh. A little crazy. This yeah. actually
0: allows us to ask you a question because oh, yeah. we
3: were Okay.
0: There are a number (laughs) of horrible things that people say to you when you have children. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But something that I recently started getting as my daughter, my daughter's five, but when she started hitting four five, I'd be at these, like, preschool birthday parties, and moms would start saying, well, you know, this is how they behave now is just a reflection of what kind of teenager they're going to be.
3: And I... Oh, I don't believe that okay, at good. all. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, that's got to be bullshit, yeah. right? <laughs> Total bullshit. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. It's like asking the Magic 8-Ball the same question, you know? Okay. Sure. I, I think that's just so silly. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and the truth is, you know, you know, I think that... What's very interesting for me is seeing such a, there are real, you know, you're seeing such a, I so dichotomous in my house between the toddler and the teenager and the tween. Yeah. Um. There's nothing predictive about what kids are going to be like going through adolescence. And in, and in a way, it's hard to generalize because on one hand, they can be incredibly angelic, like the, you know, the chubby toddler, you remember holding hands, watching Dora. And then the next minute, it's like, you know, the uh, Maleficent, you know what right. I mean? So it's. It's very different, and it's hard to generalize because their moods really change, but there's so much going on from a hormonal aspect that affects their bodies and their moods that it's very difficult to predict what you're in for. And I think there are ways to navigate this, you know? There are certainly ways to navigate this, and we can talk about that as, as we move on.
0: Well, good, because I was going to say- so don't worry. It is- Don't worry at all. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> puberty, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a total nightmare, right? For for well, people, I mean, yeah. I don't mean like. I mean like physically, what's happening to your body? I'm watching my daughter like lose teeth and these like nightmarish teeth come in, and like I realize I don't know what's going on, other than this is just like our bodies are just kind of freak shows a little bit. And then I started right, reading the right. book. I started reading the book and get into like, oh, I forgot how awkward and horrible this is about to be. It's a nightmare, <laughs> right, for these kids. Am I like I mean like I want to be empathetic with them for a brief second before (laughs) I send them to their rooms. It's a night tell me like how much of a nightmare this is for for kids to get through. Well, all right.
3: So you know what? One one of the things we wanted to do in the book, and all kidding aside, one of the things that we wanted to do in the book is sort of ground the parents who read our book to let them understand that this is a universal experience that everyone everyone goes through. So our kids are really in a precarious position because their bodies are changing, their minds are changing, their sexuality is developing, well, not developing, but it's sort of coming to a head in a sense. Right. And, And our kids have always been sexual since they were little and discovering themselves, but they're starting to have feelings that they're unaware of. And the problem is that one of the overwhelming feelings that they have is that they're different and that they're the only ones going through this. Right. And they just want to feel like they're normal looking at their friends and saying, you know, sometimes your daughter will develop brass buds before her friend or your son doesn't have facial hair and his friend does or whatever it is. They're constantly comparing themselves to their best friends and if they, they don't all go through this at the same time. Yeah. So they feel like they're different and it needs, you know, they need a lot of support from their parents. Now, of course, this can be a nightmarish time for all of us. You right. know, these talks are very uncomfortable. Moms and dads would rather put their heads in the sand than have these difficult conversations. But the truth is, they need you at this time so much probably more than at other times, I think, in their development during puberty and adolescence. You know, and I know that my husband, and we're both physicians in my house, you know, we'll talk about when my daughter first got her period. It's like it's all you, you know. Yeah. Like oh, you know, yikes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's really funny, but 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 the truth is, like, I really believe that it is both parents' responsibility yeah. to discuss things to make our child feel like what we're going through is not disgusting and right. gross and icky because that's what they feel like. So I feel like we do have a responsibility as parents one hundred percent to let our kids know that we've got we've been there, we've done it, everybody else is going through this and it's not a race. You know, puberty is not a race and everybody eventually catches up. Now having said that, it's a colossal nightmare, you know, (laughs) from an emotional standpoint. Because because, you know, the child that you're used to snuggling up and cuddling with who like loves you and the sun rises and sets on your head, like all of a sudden wants to lock themselves in their room listen to music, watch different movies, you know, text and all of this other stuff. And there are challenges now that we didn't have growing up, especially with social media. That was
0: That's one of my next questions. All right. So, you know, teens throughout history are like the best at keeping secrets and like getting around, you know, the line, as it were, you know, whether it's yes. their diaries or whether it's, you know, notes. Oh, Lord, the notes that used to be passed at school. So... I'm, like, reading the book, and I start thinking about this kind of – there are two things. I'm sorry that I'm going in two different directions with you right now. But, like, I'm reading the book, and I actually start getting upset, and not in a mad way, but, like, in a sad way of, oh, my God, like, they're about to enter this world of, like – the sluts and the if you're a dude you're a pussy because you're weak and like rape being the butt of a joke and because you know they don't have the maturity to understand the you know the gravity of the ramifications, I agree. You know, and then you've got like just puberty in general and like trying to be popular. And then you have, like you say, this added thing of social media, the sort of it's almost like a secret world because it's like do I respect my daughter's diary? Do I respect her privacy, on, you know, online? And is it... How much of it is something that we as parents should actually be freaking out about? And how right. much of it falls into the category of this rock and roll is going to ruin all our children? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like, like... They'll yeah. be
1: fine, they'll, they'll find their yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Or, or yeah.
3: I, I, you know, I think you're hitting the nail on the head here. You know, I think the issues are... Part of part – of with, with my book, part of what we wanted to do was empower parents because we're really unsure of the position we're in exactly how you said. You said it very eloquently. I think we're all facing these universal issues, right? We're all in the same boat. We want our kids to like us, and we don't want to screw them up. But my worry is in interviewing so many parents is that in an effort to be cool – We've sort of forgotten how to parent. Right. And that's something that I really saw in this generation. You know, let them have their privacy, not let them have their privacy. What are we going to do with social media? What are we not? Will I let my daughter wear the Abercrombie shorts that her ass cheeks are hanging out because she wants to fit in? Yeah. There's so many issues here at play. But when it comes to social media, I think it is a tremendous responsibility owning a smartphone. And I think that we don't, you know, we as parents have a responsibility also to our children. And I think that that's where the line is not blurred. You know, you're not the best friend. You don't need to be the cool parent. Right. I think that as a parent, we need to be very involved with what's going on in the social media because they're entering this world stage. You know what I mean? And we need to empower our kids to make good decisions, but we want to make sure they're safe at the same time and and that creates a tremendous challenge. So, one of the things that I highly recommend is that if your child goes on these social media, you know, enters so, the world of social media, you want to get their passwords. So, for example, with my my daughter who at the time she wanted to do Instagram, you know, it's very funny because these apps and what they're doing evolves at light pace. Ugh, so, right? my when I wrote the book, there are all sorts of new apps, and this book came out last year, like I'm still you know, researching and trying to keep up with what's new that we never even mentioned in the book that's brand new now. So it's a losing game essentially. So you can't really keep up with what's going on, but you can, you can give your child the tools to protect themselves online. So, so I always recommend getting a child's password. Instagram is very popular right now in my town and I'm sure it is across yeah. the country for kids that are in middle school. So huh. they're posting pictures of themselves, you know, Oops. and you have the challenge of They're posting pictures of a party that they went to, and, oh, my God, my daughter wasn't invited to the party. Is she going to see it? Versus, you know, are they posting compromising pictures of themselves? It's all sorts of things that you want to keep up with. So I have my daughter's password. I got on Instagram at the same time. um, And I follow what she does, and I make sure that she understands that – when she is involved in Instagram, her mom knows everything that's going on. And, you know, and I made her promise me. And I actually made a social contract with her. And yeah, I also wrote this out book. in the book.
0: It's in the book. And it's so good. and, and it's, it's a really great social contract. Please, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Right. So I think and thank you. So I think that one of the things that we say, you know, and it's very funny because studies show that if kids signed, actually sign a contract on paper, they're more likely to follow it, which I find so interesting. Yeah. But anyway, so that was one of the reasons we put that contract in. But one is that you would never use social media to bully somebody. I think that is so important. Right. You, want it, you know, you never want to use it to put yourself in a compromising position. And, and we go on and on and on with different stipulations of what is incredibly important when you become involved in social media. Because as a parent, we can't control what comes in, but we can certainly help them make good decisions on what goes out. Good. You know, the privacy <laughs> rules of opening up someone's diary doesn't really apply anymore, you guys, you know? I know. Because it's not really a diary. It's more like a billboard in Times Square.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I I was joking before the show with Teresa that, you know, I'm just like, I just want you to affirm for me that my technique that I plan on using with my child, which is no, and I don't care that I'm ruining your life, is totally unacceptable. Right, exactly. No, listen, you
3: know what? There's nothing, it's true, you know what, truthfully, like, I think we have to, you know, kids push boundaries, as you said. This is a time where they're pushing boundaries and they don't understand fully the ramifications of their actions, but... They need to. They push, and we need to push back. Yeah. You know, we need to model good behavior offline. You know, we want our families to unplug, too. That's the other issue yeah. that we saw in interviewing families was that everybody's plugged in. Well, you do and a great thing. And the parents thing. are just as plugged in as
0: the kids. Yeah, you do a great thing in the book. Uh, and it's not just with the uh, plugged in, but, like, with body image and talking about, like, well, if I'm trying to diet as a parent or if I'm trying to, yes. you know, change my lifestyle Yeah, to a more healthy lifestyle. How do I do that without screwing up my daughter's perception of what's healthy or how do I not take it out on them or mislead them. You do that in totally. several, a, again, it should come as no surprise to us, but I think it always does that, like, it's the old NBC, like, PSA, the more you know. I learned it from you, Dad. I
3: learned it from you. It's <laughs> right, exactly. like, so true, you right? You forget. It's that, really true yeah. and it's unfortunate.
0: <laughs> this is our last question, uh, which is, a, you know, we like to save the best for last, but let's just talk about porn uh, because we <laughs> just spent the first half of the show uh led to us basically talking about porn and how sad i am that porn is not going to just be magazines uh because that i feel right. like and i i feel like the, I, and in all seriousness i feel like with magazines there's some control like my my son's gonna look at porn my daughter's gonna look at porn everybody looks at porn it's not it shouldn't be a big deal that said there are dangerous types of porn there are you know like i i I know that I'm not going to be able to control my kids from doing that. Uh, it's part of right. that development. But with a magazine, the worst that happens is your parents come in and find your magazine. You know what I mean? Like a right. little
3: bit. How do we... How, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> because the online seems no, like I, you know a what? crazy I place. Is, I, it is. It is. Listen, I think... You know, I think this is one of the more alarming topics for parents because I think you know you can't you can't think back you can't remember a time of adolescence where you're you know I had two older brothers and they both had Playboy magazines under their beds right as you said and it's easy to control and all of this other stuff and the access that teens have to porn is insane. It's absolutely insane. And I think the statistics are quite alarming, actually. I looked at one study that showed that 90% of boys and 70% of girls, that's 9 in 10 boys, 7 in 10 girls, ages 14 to 15, had reported accessing porn from their homes at least once last year. Yeah, And 35% of those boys reported viewing porn online too many times to count. So, <laughs> I know sorry
0: that's the. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like this like flashback
3: to like Porky's or something. Like,
0: I, like it just, it's like it's almost like a caricature. But then the yes. moment it sort of hits and yeah. lands, you're like, it. That's not the same thing as looking at like a beat up, you know, yeah. Playboy the under the bed, the same same ten pictures over, over, over and over, over and yeah. over. it really is yeah. a different thing that they're seeing, and you can click so easily and lead to something
3: else. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. There's a lot of resources for this for parents, but I do think, you know, I think that here's the issue, like, you know, it's very, very difficult for a parent to keep track of all of this. You know, you're not going to police your child, especially if they're 16 and 17. You know, when kids are starting to use and look at porn, the problem is that, as you said, Sexual images are often like um, you know they can become violent yeah, you know right. and one of the interesting things that we noticed was kids the expo- we live in such a hypersexualized society, I think in the United States, and at the same time we have such puritanical right. views when it comes to sex education, and it is so confusing for our children you know no. and the problem with porn is it it's it's really a powerful sexual education. Because what's lacking in the schools now, kids are making up online, and that is a really big like red flag for parents. It's like a billboard in their face saying that you have to be the ones to fill in the missing link. You know, you we have to not be afraid to have these conversations with our kids. Regular ongoing conversations with our teenagers about sexuality, sexual desires, sexual consequences are so important. It's really, really unfortunate. And it also means monitoring what your teens are doing online because so many when why I say it's unfortunate is because so many parents are not doing that. And their kids are getting educated from porn. Well,
0: yeah, it's like, because it, right? everybody has the talk, but what everybody doesn't do is the follow-up. Or they like, talks talking, all the time. He talks yeah. all the time. You're like, oh, I finally got over ha- saying the yeah. word penis now in front done. of my son. Exactly. Yeah. Now I don't ever have to do it again.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's so, it's it's true, it's so important. I think you bring up such a good point. You know, there really isn't one sex talk. And that's a question that we got when we were lecturing all over the place. People would raise their hand At every lecture I've done and I've done tons of them. When should we have the sex talk? And you, there is no the sex talk. It should right. be an ongoing dialogue that needs to start really early. Well, yes. well I just want to, we
0: just want to wrap up with one, I'm sorry, I said one last question, but this really ties into it. And I think, I think you're already touching on it and I think we're already touching on it, and that is making sure that our girls and our boys, even though they're going to be surrounded by sex, uh, the sexual imagery that's all around us right now, the porn, the, you know, eh, they're going to look at porn. They're going to do all these things. They're going to have their, you know, it, all ends of the spectrum they're going is going to be presented to them. They're going to make out. They're going to make out. How do yeah. you, how do we help them? <laughs> What is the word I'm looking for? Perpetuate the respecting of their my son to respect the women that are in his life romantically or his friends. And to not be afraid to stand up to the boys in his life uh, that may not be treating the women in their life correctly. And vice versa. How do I teach my daughter uh, to not allow, to not confuse sex and the things that happen to her with
3: popularity. I really, you know what, I, re, I really think this is like the crux of all of it. I, I think that, you know, it's not a perfect, there's no perfect answer to this, but what we can do to minimize the risks for our children and to sort of maximize them becoming respectful, responsible adults is to have this open and honest communication. And, and study after study will show you that this open, honest dialogue between parent and child leads to good decision-making. The problem is that parents take two courses. One is that they want to be their kid's best friend, as I mentioned before, but, and, and they are too lenient. And then kids need the boundaries, and they're going to push the line, and they're going to see if you push back. And if you don't, they, they don't feel like anybody has their back, so they're going to experiment without really being concerned about the consequences. On the other hand, if you're too strict, which, and I have a lot of friends that fall into this category, You know, locking someone up doesn't mean they won't take risks. And just because, you know, they're just not going to talk to you about it. I think that we need to teach them responsibility and we have to model good behavior. And that is across the board. Our relationship with our spouse or our partner, our child watches, the way we speak about ourselves, how we feel about our own bodies. All of that our child is witnessing. So when it comes to good body image, we have to model that behavior. We shouldn't be overly critical of ourselves as moms and as women when we're with our husband or our partner. It doesn't matter whether you're in a single sex or say, you know heterosexual relationship. The way we treat our partner respectfully. All of these things are really important. And, it, you know, we talk about good relationships in in the book as well. You know, there was that whole Chris Brown-Rihanna case yeah. that we had mentioned in the book where girls were tweeting out, Chris Brown could beat me down any time. Yeah. And we were so horrified by this because, you know, look at who our kids' role models are. Mm-hmm. You know, if any parent said, I'm so upset that Rihanna got back together with Chris Brown, it's such a bad example. It's like no one is looking for Rihanna for examples for good relationships. She's a great singer, but you should be the example for good relationships, not these pop stars.
0: Dr. Weider, once again, Thank you. Well, you know, the first time you came on, you helped us uh, talk about our sex lives with our partners. I, I'm not sure I want to <laughs> thank you as much <laughs> about talking with us about sex and our children. The little crystal ball. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, I must tell everyone, this book, Got Teens, it, it really is excellent. It's very friendly. It's not judgy. It's got some fun in it while at the same time really offering practical Information and and what I call sort of cheats, you know, like ways to talk to your kids a little bit just good wording which I always like to have Yeah, you know, before it's
1: nice I... to have that it's like, nice.
0: Yeah. nice to have yeah.
3: resources for that so that it's now. not all on you I know and for a lot of right, us I know I agree yeah. listen I agree yeah yeah. I, mean, all... I wrote this you know with a psychologist and I, I used a lot of the advice that she put in the book with my own kids too oh,
0: yeah no it's really oh. helpful so we're going to link everybody up to the book and thank you so much again for joining us thanks ladies yeah, this was so
3: too. fun I love talking with you guys uh, we, we do
0: too thank you <laughs> bye bye. Bye guys. Bye-bye.
3: Bye bye. Oh,
0: Ross and Carrie. Ross. Hi, Carrie. What do you think is creepier? Okay. You jump into a swimming pool. All of a sudden, the water goes away. And instead of water, there is the bones of your dead ancestors. Ew. Or Mm -hmm. our show.
5: That's pretty tough because we visited a live exorcism.
0: We joined
1: the Ordo Templi Orientis where we had to worship a naked lady. Oh, where-
5: and we joined that Tony Alamo cult. No. They were scary. Super
0: creepy. We joined the Ethere Society.
5: We tried penis enlargement or at least oh,
0: I did. Oh boy, I tried breast enlargement. We have basically done every creepy weird
1: fringe thing except for thousands more which we will get to if you listen to our show.
5: I'd still say the swimming pool of my ancestors' bones.
2: Well, then I don't even know if people should listen.
5: I guess they shouldn't.
2: But if you want we were at Maximum Fun and the show's called I Know Ross and Carrie.
0: Uh, Teresa, how do you feel?
1: I I mean, I oddly enough, I actually feel better. Yeah. Because I feel like there are resources, like, to help us. Well, it's so funny.
0: Again, it's sort of like the teething thing where we talked where it's like you get all this information before you have the baby Mm -hmm. and, like, write that first year. Mm -hmm. Right? And then, like, there's, like, a book. It's like your first year with your baby. And then it's like here's the next five years with your baby book. And Mm -hmm. then, like, the books just stop. Mm -hmm. And then you forget (laughs) to look for books. And then, (laughs) but, like, this, this is basically your what do you need to know. So uh, for like Bible Bible, for, like, it's yeah. really good. I just think she's so great and yeah, insightful and yeah. grounded. And I wish her the best of luck <laughs> the next uh, With all those all kids, those kids <laughs> entering their teen years. Um, you know what? Speaking of having a breakdown and freaking out about things uh, and children ruining your lives, mm-hmm. let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Perfect. Great
2: one bad mother I have a holiday themed rant um our family has been consistently sick with daycare colds for like (laughs) 10 weeks now we're just starting to get better and then some five-month-old got my 11-month-old kid sick and we're sick again and we're supposed to go and have all these fun holiday things with my side of the family and everybody's so excited and I just do not give a fuck anymore. Um, I just don't. And the baby is teething and he's learned how to scream in like a really high pitched register. So going out to a restaurant is going to be a shit ton of fun. I'm just going to love that. And my husband and I get sick. We start working as a team and we get crabby and snippy at each other. So everything feels like one big criticism. And I, I just, I don't want to do this shit right now. I just want to have somebody take my kid for the weekend so I can get some sleep and stopping boogery and and then maybe we can have a merry fucking Christmas. So yep. Happy holidays. Um, Hope you guys are having a better time of it than we are. Thank you.
0: Oh, hang in there. My, I got to tell you that does suck. It really sucks. It really sucks. It sucks so very much. The holidays should really
1: happen in the summer. Like, it, I agree. There's really, no good reason for them to happen during flu season. Yeah, and I cold cold just, and flu season.
0: I mean, just, it really is. It's just like the it, gets, it, it holidays. Fall into that same category of vacations and weekends. Yeah, right. People whose kids have grown up or don't have kids (laughs) or whatever just don't have the connection to what a fucking, like, how hard it is. It's just like like everything that's normal about your day ratcheted up by 20 and you're supposed to be having fun. (laughs) (laughs) So hang in there. Yeah. Well, you already have hung in there. Right, I, I like it. to throw that. I know it was like a Christmas one. But, yeah, it was like a month ago. You know, I really enjoy a good sigh. I enjoy a that good was mom sigh. That was an excellent sigh. Yeah. It just was like an earth-shattering mom yeah. sigh. So I just sometimes, you know, I like to throw in the holiday ones just to remind sure. us where we come from. Sure. Speaking of remembering where we come from, we're going to have a quick wrap-up here mm-hmm. today. I feel so much so that our rant today and our fail today really tie in well to uh, the topic of today, which was... Teens, uh, there was. I, I I really liked what she was saying about you're not your kid's best friend; you're yeah. their parent, and it really does. We talk about momming up all the time, and like how hard it is when you have to go through these moments with like your toddler or your baby where they don't understand. And I think sometimes we forget when they become teenagers that suddenly they understand everything, but they still don't on some level. You right. know what I mean? Or they're processing it with a different lens, and you have to. I think about the mom having to hold down her kid and rip that fucking mustache off. Yeah. And what a horrible thing that was to have to do. That wasn't easy emotionally for that mom to have to Uh -uh. do that. That was fucking draining. And the kid didn't like it. But the kid no longer has a mustache on his face. Right. And it's so much like what you kind of have to do with the teens. It is unpleasant. It is like holding your kid down and ripping a mustache off their face. Yeah. You've got a fucking mom up, dad up, whatever up, and be ready to continue to do hard work. Ugh. And our rant caller talked about working as a team, like uh-huh. when they got sick yep. and they weren't working as a team. And, like, that's another really big one. That by the time your kids are teens, God yeah. knows, you and your partner— have to remember <laughs> that you are a team. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is to y'all's relationship and dynamic, I mm-hmm. think that's a really important one to remember, especially during those years. And everybody's just going to have to, you know, mom up and do it. And it's going to be unpleasant. There's going to be a lot of slamming doors. And there's going to be a lot of it's so unfair. Uh-huh. And somebody might call you a bitch. Ooh. <laughs> Get ready for it. That could happen. Get ready for it.
1: Do you think if, like, our kids are mad at us and they go and they slam a door and, like, hang out in their rooms, that we can just, like, read a magazine and drink a glass of wine? I can't
0: wait (laughs) for the teen years. That's some silver lining. I I know. I'm like, go to your room. Go to your room. Yeah. Go to your room. That might not be so bad. There may be a (laughs) trade-off. There may be a slight trade-off. Well, (laughs) Teresa— Until then, yeah. you are doing a good job. Oh, thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you very much. Everyone, you are all doing a good job. Yeah. Hang in there. Yeah. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
5: I got to load down Mama Blue's. I got to load down Mama Blue's. got to load down Mama blue. Low down Mama Blue's. That's a low down mama blues, got to low down mama blues, you know that, right.
0: Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome.
5: Well, daddy by, down mama, oh, oh.
2: MaximumFun.org.
5: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.